Welcome back. This is a groundbreaking episode of 2% Solution Podcast. It's actually my first part two episode. And today, we've got something so exciting that even our microphones are doing happy dance. Trust us, you don't want to see. Now, I'm thrilled to bring you an exclusive conversation with Maurice Thibodeau, the visionary behind the life inventory assessment. And hey, best understanding, we encourage you to check out the video recording of this conversation via the link in the show notes. We go deep on the assessment that I took, as you heard in part one, and ultimately the profound impact this assessment has made on my life. And no, it didn't just magically make me taller or a world-class chef, but it did provide me with a clear roadmap to strengthen the forming areas in my life. Imagine having a toolkit at your fingertips that could change the trajectory of your life. That's what's on the table. Plus, Maurice has a special invitation for all our listeners to access the Life Assessment Bundle, an opportunity that's so good, it might just make your wallet do a happy dance Stay tuned as we dive into the mechanics of life transformation, power of self-assessment, and how you can start crafting the life you've always dreamed. Let's get inspired. Let's get motivated. And let's make change in. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone ready to take their life to the next month. Now on to reviewing my life inventory assessment results and the actionable steps Maurice helped me identify. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 2% Solution Podcast. As uh, I iterated in the introduction again, this is sort of a part de and part de being the French, and I think it makes sense because Maurice's last name. <laughs> we were just having a discussion before we hit record about what you pronounce your last name, by the way. Being someone that grew up in Ontario, Canada, right next to that French province of Quebec, but also you're based in Manitoba. Yes, sir. There's a huge French contingency in Manitoba as well. So it's uh, a lot of my best friends are actually from Winnipeg, and uh, not that they'll ever admit it, but they're from Winnipeg or Winterpeg, as we call it up here in Canada. And, uh, and I know that they're bilingual. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I digress. We're back because it's part two and we're talking all about the life inventory assessment. So as we talked about in episode one, part one with Maurice, I was very excited because he invited me to actually take the inventory assessment, which was uh, an eye opener to say the least, but it was also very simple. There were, I mean, it requires thought. They're very thoughtful questions and, and situations more that put yourself in sort of a position to really reflect, introspect, and take your own inventory on really what's your emotional state around some of these areas of life. And so with that, I welcome Maurice back. Hello, Maurice. Hello. Ah, do you want to do a quick reintroduction to yourself real briefly, and then we'll jump in, and I'm going to let you take it over, and let's guide me through the process of walking me through the results of my life inventory assessment. I know there's a whole process to this, and I'm excited to be able to share this with everybody. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And and first of all, I, I really am I'm going to do this later again, but I, I have so much respect for you saying, hey, I'm willing to do this, and I'm going to open up my life in front of my entire audience. Like That speaks volumes to your vulnerability. It's like most people won't you know, don't even do this level of reflection and but i think and also the people that are listening to your podcast I th- right they are in the wellness kind of reflection type of space and i really look at this as like an ultimate life review and remember it was built over 20 years of my wife and i going on an annual retreat and seeing how are we going to look at our life and every year I would pull in the things that I had learned from the year before, the books that I had read, the leadership courses I had taken. And then later on, eventually the, the what I had learned in therapy and therapeutic practice to be like, oh, hey, we should be looking at this too. Oh, we should be asking this. So I call it like an ultimate life review. And like you said, it's actually, it's not about complexity. It's about more the completeness because we look at so many we play so many roles in your life, right? You're a father, right? You're a friend. You're an entrepreneur, right? You're a gym. I, I don't know if I can say gym, <laughs> gym rat, but I know you're a health nut, right? I, I, I am. All these different parts of our identity, 
That's right. So this review is taking a step back in splicing each of those roles in our lives to gain greater understanding. And what we're going to do, we'll demonstrate, I'm going to call it kind of more in a rapid response right away. Okay. It's what I train coaches to do that get certified to use the tool. It's really about guiding your review process of your life so that we can find insights to live an even higher quality of life. Like the guarantee when someone does a life review session, I call it an ultimate, ultimate life review session. And the guarantee is that in less than 90 minutes today, we're going to do it even faster, that you're going to gain insights to get greater momentum to live a higher quality of life. We guarantee that. And I can guarantee that using this type of framework because rather than us sitting through like sessions and me gaining all the context of your life, you're an amazing guy and I'd love to do that. And also it would take hours <laughs> and people don't have time. And that's a lot of times when people like can get disenchanted with coaching or even therapy where it's like, hey, spend all this money and all this time. And sometimes I just don't feel like it goes anywhere or anywhere fast. Pardon me. Well, I was also going to say it's great because it, it explains where we're at now. Like, I know because it's a very personal, very subjective reflection, right? I mean, it's me reflecting on my life, my emotional, psychological states that I feel during certain situations or certain aspects of my life. And, and so I really found the exercise quite useful because it was like you were shining a, a flashlight in these different areas of my life. And some of them were ones that I was like, yeah, that's a dark little corner of my home. I'm trying to put a plant in so I can ignore it. (laughs) Because sometimes ignorance is bliss, uh, as the cliche goes, because those things stress us out. They create anxiety. They create these ill feelings and self-doubt and self-deprecation at times. I I know I have found myself in those, well, call them a hole. I find myself in these little holes at times. And I've shared openly with my audiences. I've struggled with mental health challenges pretty much my entire life stemming from when I was morbidly obese as a teen to struggling with alcohol consumption for a good 15 years of my life and top that autoimmune condition. And it's like, oh man, give me a break, man. Give me a break. No, but I can look at all those things and and be very poo about them all. Or I can actually take the lessons, take the growth that I've achieved by going and working through those. And I think your exercise actually helped me reflect on some of those periods, which I found very helpful because it's also very helpful to be able to reflect back on how far I've come. And even though this inventory is where I'm at right now, it gives me a very clear path of where I can go next. And I know that's what you're going to help me with today. So I'm stoked, man. I'm really stoked. Yeah, that that's that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I'll break it down. What we're doing today, it's actually as simple as ABC. <laughs> Went back to our ABC. I like that. <laughs> okay. I, I did okay in that subject. Okay. <laughs> So A is going to be awareness, right? We're going to look at all the facets of your life. Where exactly are you now? Taking that awareness, B is going to be belief. And this is where particularly it really can be helpful to do this coach assisted um, because it can be pretty easy for us to lose belief in who we are and what we're capable of. So it's about Kind of that belief is about letting go of the past, the stuff that doesn't belong to you, and really coming into that ideal vision of your future and having a mindset and an emotional kind of fueling of it that's going to give you the best chance to succeed. And then C is commitment. It's like breaking it down into simple actions of what's next? How will I get the momentum in this area of my life to move forward? And then when you learn that as a framework, and then it's rinse and repeat, right? You pick your category that, you're, that, that you need to focus on, you rinse and repeat, A, B, C. So let's go through some of that right now. Very first thing, this, I haven't studied your life map. I did that on purpose. I put it on my screen just so I could have it there and we wouldn't, I haven't looked at it. This would be my first look at your life map. And the life map is the online tool like that you get it's an interactive tool those in your community will actually get to see this video and see us work through it i'll try to be communicative of it people know what we're looking at if that's a word 
So before I open it up, always it's, do I have permission to look at your You life? have permission, man. Let's go. Let's, everybody, we're pulling back the drapes, <laughs> the curtains, and let's see the wizard. And no judgment, everybody, because I was trying to be as honest and as out of integrity. I, you know what? Full disclosure. I, I know I'm pretty open. I talk about vulnerability. This is me just living into that. And, but I hope this is an example for everyone. If listen, doesn't matter where you're at in life, there's always opportunity to, to grow, to improve, to move on. But it's also very beneficial to have the clarity to know what to do. Otherwise, man, we procrastinate like crazy as a species. We are just naturally lazy as human beings. And so I'm really excited about this. So take it away, Maurice. You bet. And you, so thank you for saying that, invoicing that, no judgment from your audience. And even the first thing is, as you look through this, we really want to go through this entire process with a tone of compassion. It's, and that goes a little bit against when we look at like the data, because we look at data and it's important, like we scored, you've scored things. So like you've got a life score in your top right-hand corner of 68%. And then all of of a sudden it's, oh, 68%. I want to be in the ninth. It's just data. Wait, I'm passing though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, give me a C, coach. (laughs) But also, I just want to make a quick note, everyone, that I was reflecting on now. Okay, I'm reflecting now. Because if I was thinking back on different periods of my life, I mean, I know my finances are a stressor. I got two kids in university. I've got, I made some bad investments. Okay. Crypto, anyone? (laughs) Also, on top of that, I've just, I've made some poor financial decisions the last couple of years and I had no regrets. But I mean, had we done this five years ago, that would have been up there in the flow state. So it's again, we have to recognize that there is a natural ebb and flow with our life and with these different areas in life. So just full disclosure and transparency, I was basing this on the now, today's date. I, well, just to put it into context, I just turned 47 a couple of weeks ago. So just so more, I think from an age perspective, that's going to be more relevant than the actual date of the time that we're doing. So just to put this, this is my 47 year old self reflecting on my life at this moment. That's right. And All right. you can change this. Your like your life map is constantly moving. So it might be different. It, like you might feel differently in three months. One of the cool things is that I'll, I host retreats, transformational coaching retreats, and I'll have people take it the week before and the week after. And nothing in their outside life will change, but their life map and their energy and their mindset around it will significantly change. Their actual scores in how they're viewing life will change based on nothing but the inner game. So maybe even after this conversation, your life map might change. And the scores don't really matter. What we're after here is with a tone of care and compassion of um, boldly taking a radical awareness of how am I feeling about my life right now? And the reason we do 13 categories is like you said, if you've got something that you're kind of ignoring in the background, we want it to be complete because ignoring that isn't necessarily going to make it go away. And often, eventually it just breaks down or blows up. We want to be ahead of that. The value of this is gaining that momentum in your life, taking that awareness, filling it with belief, and then putting commitment around to change whatever right that focus is for you. So thank you for going through this. And let's make sure as we go through, it's this is we're honoring your commitment to self-development, your commitment to say, hey, I'm going to look at stuff and I'm going to boldly be honest. And I'm going to, I'm going to give myself grace and love in the process. Okay. So awesome. Awesome. I love it. Let's do this morning. And also I'm excited because three months from now I'm going to redo this. Cause also I'm going to be taking the certification course. I full disclosure, everybody. I'm like so impressed by this tool. I want to now as a coach, as someone that mentors people through big life decisions and shifts and even just navigating my own life. I'm excited to implement this tool in my own practice and, and share it with people because it's I, I just already found this very enlightening based on a lot of the old standard tools that many of us life coaches rely on, like the wheel of life, right? Which is, to be fair, it's kind of funny, right? We hear the expression, hey, can we reinvent a better wheel? Well, hell yeah, Maurice did. <laughs> so, so anyways, full disclosure on that. I know that's going to be coming up in a few months. So I know by that point in time, I'll be redoing this. It'll be interesting to see what those intentional three months provide. Anyways, but yeah, I was just going to say, Maurice, we'll do a follow-up then as well. Yeah, perfect. 
So this, and that's a good, this is like the wheel of life in the context of today's world, because the context of our world today is we live in this abundant life with all these different parts of our identity that we're juggling. So the very first thing, I've got your life map up there. It shows 13 categories and you ranked your highest priorities from your lowest priorities. So that's how they show up from top to bottom in your top six. So your top one is character. Next is physical health, then is emotional health, then your creative talents, then immediate family, and then love life. And then they go on from there. So I just mentioned your top six. One of the, one of the goals we're doing in this practice is, yeah, we want to have an overview look at everything. But by the end of our time together is we want to find focus. So one or two areas of your life and or a theme, a central theme that kind of shows up when we look at everything, that if you put some focus and some intention on with some committed action, that all of a sudden that, not only that phase of your life would see a, a gain in fulfillment and quality, but all of a sudden your energy towards all the other categories would also be more available for gain in your entire life. We don't want to have action items in every single one of these categories because that's just overwhelming. It's, hey, let's look at the whole piece, but let's have a goal to find focus today and to find those one or two insights that are going to most benefit you. That's my joint goal with you as we look at your life map. So the very first thing when I've looked at hundreds and hundreds of these things, I can only imagine um, And as a future coach that will be trained, when you look at someone's life map, it will be like light bulbs opening. Like you're just going to have a whole bunch of like an immediate download and insight into, okay, what's going on with this person? So right away, what I see is that in your highest categories, they are in the most fulfilled state. You can see it. So they have a, a, a right, a lean towards the quadrants flow at ease. Some of them are all the way in those two quadrants. And what that means is you've ranked them both in your, in in how you answered the two questions. There's one that's kind of more of a cognitive question that asks you about how you feel about your happiness. And then there's a question at the very end that's more somatic. It gets into the bones, the body, and it says, hey, when you check in with your body, how are you feeling about this area of your life? So we take your head and your heart. What are they both saying? We take that average. And that's what we call your fulfillment ranking. So it's, are you feeling fulfilled in this area of your life? And for your top, like for your top priority categories, they are most fulfilled. So that tells me that you're prioritizing the things that are most important to you. That's cool. Which is amazing, right? Which is also evident in my actions. So I know that, you know, consistent actions, I should say. Like I I take actions in all these areas. It's the consistency and frequency that determines you know, obviously where it ends up on this map. And so I, yeah. I recognize there's areas I've been neglecting the last six months, especially based on my own mental health challenges I've been working through. I'm on the other side of that now, but it's like, whoa, last six months have been rough, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. which is reflective here. It's very much reflective here. So yeah, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but I thought I'd throw in that little bit of context as well. No, that's perfect. I'm, I didn't, I normally do this in a 60 minute or 90 minute con- container and, and so some of the parts that I might skip through, but you're generously like, <laughs> like giving back is I'll usually make an observation or a curious thing, and then I'll come back to you and say, does that feel true to you? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? And some of those parts, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm maybe speaking through. Okay. We see that. And then one of the things I like to do is, okay, do I see kind of any obvious or what's my kind of most curious guesses of where we might find focus. And as I look at your life map, the the category that's furthest to the left is financial. And you've talked about that already in the intro. So I, even though it's only number nine in your, it's all the way down to number nine in your priority, because it's furthest to the left, showing that it's in the most unfulfilled state, I have an immediate curiosity towards it. So I definitely want to kind of double click there. And, and it's actually a double click. I mean, literally, yeah, when we double click, there's going to be a bunch of info. And then I'm curious about spirituality. It can be a more elusive kind of category. 
And I'm, I'm curious to have a discussion around it to find out, is it feeling neutral for you or is it actually sucking your energy? Because even though you have it in the lower category, it's got a, it's got a negative state. So I just want to make sure there's no blind spot there. And I'll, when I click on that, I'll demonstrate that. Otherwise, there's potentially a theme here that shows up in, in, in a lot of high achiever life maps. I don't totally see it here because you do have at least um, one to you, have three categories that are pretty much totally in abundance. Um, but there is, if you look like emotional, love, work, leisure, social, and even like social contribution, these are all categories of your life. There's a really kind of like pretty straight line. And sometimes, and I've actually named it, I call it the, the high, high achiever. So listen to this definition and just see if it, if it fits for you at all. I call it the high achievers hold back mindset. And it's this idea that's been ingrained from us about what performance is and what success is, but it's this idea that, okay, for me to get to where I want to go for my, for, for me to achieve what I want to achieve, I have to hold back how happy I am right now. It's kind of more like the stick than the carrot. I gotta, I have to like really kind of keep a lid on the excitement of my life right now because I know there's so much more. So I'm going to like kind of always rate myself just a little bit kind of below the top. So there's always room to grow. I'm just seeing you smile. Does that sound? Okay. <laughs> I feel like you've been just jumped into my head. <laughs> I guess, no, it's so funny because my wife and I talk about this as well. Yeah. And we're big believers. Like I used to, I'd have clients and you ask them to do self-assessments and inevitably I would never give them, like if I was assessing them and, and they would see on some of these forums that they could never pick 10. <laughs> yeah. I don't think allow them to go to nine. And they'd always say, well, I feel like I'm a 10. I'm like, you know, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> and I did find myself, I did actually, when I was doing this, thinking I want to answer higher, but being really cognizant of where I'm at right now, I wanted to be more honest and, and because I also want to acknowledge that I feel those are the areas I have the biggest opportunity to grow in. Yeah. So I found myself definitely emotionally wanting to answer higher, but psychologically, I'm like, nah, I'm not focusing on this. So I don't really deserve a higher grade in these areas. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. But I also, I think it's really interesting if I could just ask you a question here, Maurice. Mm -hmm. Like these are so connected, like the extended family, social, leisure, love, like immediate family. Like you can see, I can see why those are all almost all vertical because they're all so tightly connected, at least in my life. Yes. And I think that's also why they're all sort of at the same. <laughs> Where I feel like if I'm doing one thing there, it, probably all those areas will also see equal improvement, right? But it's a figuring out what is the one thing I got to focus on first that's going to allow all those other areas to shift. And truthfully, I, I know it's a lot of my time is mentally and energetically is spent stressing about finances. Even though yeah. we're okay, but it's just like, I got kids. I, you know, like I just, there's big expectations right now. And it's oh, just those stresses, right? I got kids. Yeah. I've got at least another five years of schooling ahead of them in university in Canada. It ain't cheap, people. <laughs> so, so there's some stress with that. So uh, anyways, I'm going to throw it back to you. But yes, you are spot on with what you just said. That, that feels like you literally just described. Hey, awesome. And, and I want to point out, I'm not saying that it's, the question is, and like, how is that serving you or not serving you? Because whether someone has a, I see my own high achievers hold back mindset all the time. And then I kind of go through the, the question, is that serving me today? And we're never going to be a 10 out of 10, right? All the time in any one of these categories to also recognize that it's temporal. But the biggest thing that I like to pull out of that mindset is the permission to be a 10 out of 10 in, in, in that fulfillment, in that presence, even though you've got more to achieve. It kind of like to allow that, oh, actually given my age and my stage and my plan right now, I can be in full joyous, like work, like doing what I'm doing. Cause I like, I know where I'm going and I know I'm not there yet, but I'm okay with that. I accept that. And just leaving that to permission. So one of the quick wins in, in that, if I identify and somebody relates with it, I'll say, Hey, you know what? Let's pick a category of your life. 
And just for the next week, right? Or the next, right? Whatever time frame it is, a week is great. Find moments to experience a 10 out of 10 of fulfillment where your head and your heart in that moment are just allowing you to experience, right? Being totally fulfilled in any one of these life categories and just do it by moment. And it's the permission there that I think can be really enlightening. It can be really kind of life filling. So that's, I mean, let me leave you with that. Is there a life category that you would pick to practice that if, if you accepted that challenge? Well, I, I think to be fair, yeah, I, that idea of allowing myself to feel like a 10. <laughs> yeah, I think truthfully, like the love category <laughs> and the work fulfillment category. Because okay. truthfully, I, if I didn't get paid to do what I do, I'd still. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I know that I wanted to answer one of that. I feel very fulfilled with the work that I do, especially yeah. with the new focus the last few months. And, but I did find myself holding back because I had this part of me that ties work career. There's a part of my ego that's, oh, you're not, you don't have the finances to match. So why would I be feeling like I'm in a 10 when I don't have the finances yeah. to back? And now that's just my belief, obviously. Yeah. That success is tied to a monetary factor, right? Rather than a fulfillment factor. And, and so this has been, yeah, this is really enlightening to be honest with you, because that's exactly, now you've helped become just more aware of that, <laughs> just in this, just 30 seconds, right? It's, oh man, that's crazy. But that's super interesting because I do know that there's that piece there. So like, I probably would have answered a 10 or like it'd be up there in that flow state if my finances were in a different situation, for sure. Yeah. And I actually feel if my finances were in a different situation, a lot of those yellows would be yeah. more red, more, more red, higher up there, probably closer to the flow state as well. So. I know the finance piece and the work-life piece. I think those are two that uh, I'd like to allow myself to just feel into more. Yeah. So, and, and I think, I love that you went to work. That, so finance and work are usually what we call connected categories. Like the one-to-one -one connection in most people, finance and work, they have that. Unless maybe you're retired or something, but typically those are closely connected. I right now, so the listeners can hear, I've got your work life. We've double clicked on your work life. And the five questions that you answered around this area of your life were on happiness, time alignment, engagement level, capability, and emotional energy level. And what's interesting to me and what you just keyed on in on is well, in my work life. I actually, I love it. I feel like what, if I were to be reading your emotional energy from what you just shared, that wasn't a six. That was like an eight or a nine. See, I'm leaving a little bit, maybe even a 10, <laughs> right? When you do interviews like this, like you exude an energy, unless you're faking it, but I'm really, I think you're pretty, you're exuding a nine or 10 energy, but something when you went through this, weighed you down to a six. And, and honestly, it was the finance piece. Hey. Sure. Absolutely. I, I know it. I know that yeah. about me right now. It's just so weird because at 47, I'm like, why am I worrying about this now? I mean, it's, I got lots of years left to earn and save and do all the stuff that they say you should be doing. But it's still, it's just that part, anxious part of my brain starts to think about the future and thinking about, geez, I should be more responsible with my finances. And man, I shouldn't find myself in this situation stressing about money at this late a stage in life. So there's all those little pieces of my mind that are definitely influenced in that emotional energy. For sure. For sure. Right. And then that bleeds into how you're looking at your work life. Yes. And one of the you know, benefits of slicing it in these ways, it's okay, well, if we just looked at your work life and, and considered what is the emotional energy that is going to serve you at the highest that's going to most serve you? And what are the beliefs and mindset behind that energy? What would you need to believe in order for you to, when you filled this out, to actually have shown up like you showed up in this call, right? Energetically, you're an eight or a nine when you talked about your work. Right. So what would you need to believe in order for oh, you? Okay. I yeah, think I actually were asking. Okay. So yeah. I, I need to believe that my quality of work and, and fulfillment through work isn't um, 
I'm what do I want to say predicated on my financial situation. Does that make sense? I think yeah, I need to start totally. believing that just because the financial piece isn't there yet right. on some of these new projects or initiatives that I'm doing this new last three months. Yeah. My income has been the lowest it's been in like you know, 30 years and I'm um, not quite on more like 25 years. That's like the lowest it's ever been. But I also know why it happened. It's because yeah. I changed my focus. I changed what I was doing and I just made some poor decisions. I just did. That's all I did. And, but I, yep. I know that I believe that both of them are not like, I need to believe that they're, is it the term mutually exclusive, right? Right. I need to start believing that the two yeah. want, don't have a direct tie together, even though there is at times. I mean, it's kind of weird saying this. I guess it's, uh, does that make sense? I, I know you can probably better articulate this for me because again, this is, I know there's an emotional piece that's tripping me up with this. Yeah. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? That emotional part of my brain is, I want to say this, but I just don't know how to articulate. The logic and the yeah. emotion are like, yeah, I can't line up right now. <laughs> so maybe I'll lean on you a bit here, Maurice, because I know you've been through like literally hundreds and hundreds of these. So what, how would you best articulate what I'm trying to explain there? Well, I've been through it. And I've also actually lived where you, like when I left my corporate job, right? And when you, I'm still like, it took me years. So where I would typically go is, okay, well, what's your fear here? So it's like you, and then you I know might what ask. It is? Like, I know what it is. I know yeah. what it is. Because I, I work with clients on this all the time. Like it's so funny, right? But it's that imposter syndrome. I know it's that. Because I believe that to be the kind of person that I am and showing up the way I'm showing up, I should have the financial confidence that I believe someone in my position should have. Mm. I don't, and that's a limiting belief on my part. So I'm just like right. full, uh, fully owning that. And I know there's a part of me that feels like an imposter at times, right? Because even one of my five S, and I think this is where the connection is, is that finances is one of my primary values. What I mean by that is like how I show up in the world to create not only impact, but how I'm remunerated for the work and efforts that I put out to the world. And so that financial piece, that F, you know, because I have fitness, faith, family, finances, and obviously mm -hmm. always having a lot of fun. <laughs> so it's five S. Mm -hmm. yep. And I feel very misaligned with the financial piece right now, which is creating mm -hmm. this little bit of an imposter syndrome. What's funny, I have not reflected and gone this deep on this. I've just sort of been ignoring the issue. <laughs> that all of a sudden I have a windfall or something that corrects it, right? Because all it takes is like a couple new clients and, and a couple new consulting contracts. And I'm in a completely different situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not, it's not dire, but it's just frustrating. And for me, looking at myself, yeah, that, I just had a huge light bulb. <laughs> so thank you, Maurice. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I'd like to like highlight with this is you just made up some major decisions. You transitioned. From something that you'd been building for a while and you transition that. So to, to move back into the reasons and the values behind why did you transition? Mm. Right. To anchor back, right. Anchor back into that. You made a decision. Yes. You made an adult decision that had some risk involved and you're just really starting it. Right. That, so it's that's that, so true. Yeah. To have so that true. temp to have that temporal approach of, oh, this is right. I actually signed up for this. So true. And it, you're right. Yeah. I was burnt out on doing what I used to do. I mean, I did for 17 years, right? I was, it was great. It was fun. I enjoyed it until I didn't. Right. But I didn't want to be that guy that just kept doing something he didn't like, didn't find fulfillment in it. Because my mental state and that emotional health piece that comes with that, but also my family, it was starting to be affected yeah. negatively based on the stresses that were coming from a, an unfulfilled work. So you're right. I left for a good reason. One, one of which was almost actually all the five S. Because even yeah. my health was starting to fail because of that stress, that burden of doing things and getting up every morning and being like, oh God, I got to do it again. Just the heaviness I felt, right? And so all those five S did become much more realigned when I transitioned away from the 17-year the career. And then I had lots of great years there. I mean, our family and I, we traveled full-time for five years and had some amazing experience, great connections. And then not to be the Debbie Downer here or the Dumper Dave, but the pandemic definitely took some wind out of my sails, like it did with a lot of us. And yeah. uh, I think it's just been a bit of a slow recovery ever since then because I've been changing my focus and my intentions with how I show up for work. And so you're right. I have to revisit. Well, why the hell did I transition away anyway? <laughs> and to be fair, this conversation is good. It's actually better than good. It's great because I know I need to set some intentional time now to go do that. Because I, I, I actually had journaled. Like I wrote a personal manifesto, not my whole life oh. in this manifesto, but a personal career-based manifesto. And it was actually the, the straw that broke the camel's back as far as me and my business partner's relationship because he didn't pay me the respect to even read it. 
Yeah. And, and it was a 10, I, I would have probably stayed at my fast career. Yeah. Because I had a vision of what I wanted the company to look like, it, but also my life to look. And, yeah. and I wanted to align the two. And he didn't even read it. And, and that's when I knew I was like, I can't be here anymore. So it doesn't make sense. So let's, let's go to that vision, to that manifesto. Okay. Just about, think about the, some of the things that you wrote in that manifesto. Okay. When you think about that life vision, what are the emotions that come up? Ah, excitement. Yeah. Fulfillment. Because like, I, I think about it, like it was almost like a, it was a text-based vision board, if you will. Yeah. That's really what it turned into. And then from it, yeah. I created a vision board or, or a vision screensaver, right? Like I'm, I, I don't have magazines anymore. Everything's digital. So I, was like, I can't make a vision board. I, and plus we were traveling. It was like, you need something less cumbersome. Anyways. Yeah. So with that. Excitement. Yeah. It was excitement. There was like this positive energy. There was a bit of fear, but it was a, an excite fear, right? It was like a happy fear from the standpoint. Yeah. There's certain types of fears that you run towards. <laughs> it was one of those, right? Yeah. Um, because the fear of going back and continue to do what I was doing was a far greater fear that I didn't want to own. So yeah. like, which is the lesser of the two evils? And just going for it and living my best life, but being a full-time family and experiencing the world, that was a priority. And that was something that got us really excited. And, and it still is a big part of what gets us excited is connecting with communities and, and doing all yeah. that stuff. But it was also the idea of really having hundred percent control over my creative talents yes. and the things that I want to do. We often talk about ourselves. Like we, we stopped using the term busy. I'm not busy anymore. And people yeah. are like, dude, you, I, I watch what you do in a day. And I'm like, no, my days are full. Yeah. yeah. Because they're full of the things I want to fill it with and the people I want to fill it with, the experience I want to fill it with. I'm, I'm never busy anymore. I don't wear that badge anymore. Hey, ask me how busy I am. <laughs> like I, I got rid of that. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. I got to go back to that because there was a lot of things I shared in that manifesto that I have actually accomplished in the last number of years since I transitioned away. But it's funny how I forget that. <laughs> in our TED talk, I did a TED talk, right? Like I, we traveled the world. We lived in Southeast Asia for almost three years. <laughs> like it just... I think about all these things that were on that vision board, which accomplished, wrote a bestseller, published a book. It was just all these stuff. And, and it's kind of funny how you forget all that. Yeah. So I, I think for you to, and, and, and you said that you're going to take this further as an action. So I think it's yeah. perfect action to, to go through that reflection. And I would recommend keep it really simple, maybe a one pager with the values of, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Are they aligned? You said with your five Fs and you could do that every day at any time and at any day and look at those Fs and say, okay, what, what's my alignment? And, and what I would invite you to do is when it's particularly when you're looking at that financial F, but they're like, right. It's still not, it's not there. It's not, I made these choices. I it is an F word, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at that one. And pay attention to the tone, first of all, of your self-talk. And with that self-talk, not only look at where you are, but look at the belief that you have in where you're going. And that's where that belief part is. Is that belief aligned? And the other really important thing I want to say is without expectation or attachment, there's no guarantees. You've made a tough transition choice. To go after something that you love and believe in. And right now, it's like the, the line on the financial is a lot lower than where you want it to be. Well, as long as you believe in the future that you're building, that's what you got right now. And do that with your full force and your clean energy, like the energy that you actually talk when you're talking about your manifesto. That's the best energy to manifest that anyway. And also... If it doesn't like pan out, you've got options. Transition once you translate, there's no guarantees. So if you actually take failure as one of the options that might happen and know that you're fine, you still got your, like all these other things that are really important, you can balance from that. So it's, if you knew that you might fail, would you still do this? Yeah, of course. And, and the funny thing is, even when we transitioned away from our careers, both my wife and I both quit our jobs like in three months, right? And uh, pulled the kids out of school and we're like, we didn't have a ton of savings, but we had enough to at least get started. But then it was like, I had to rely on what I was going to generate online while we were mm -hmm. traveling. I had to completely shift going from a brick and mortar retail operation to now trying to be digital nomad. 
And it was a huge learning curve, right? But it was fun. It was exciting because it was different. But the thing that my wife and I often used to talk about, because the finance piece, we'd come up and be like, hey, geez, like we're getting pretty low on the account there. And we got these travel plans. And we don't have a lot of couches. We might need an Airbnb, like just some flights, like et cetera. And, and so you start to think about that. And we always used to say, and, and I still believe this today, but I think I forget to acknowledge that is we're very employable. <laughs> like, I know I get offers, right? I get headhunters reaching out to me. I get people that are looking to yeah. recruit me into their company. So I, I know there's opportunities if I want to take it. But for me right now, that's not aligned with what I want, right? And where I'm going and what I want to build into. But it's funny because last week in full, okay, full transfer, I'm getting vulnerable here. I mean, my wife and I got into a bit of a heated argument around the finances, right? And I'm like, well, I'll just go get a job. And it was just like out of that, that emotional sort of triggered response, right? And when I calmed down, she calmed down, we came back and well, we don't really want that. Like we both believe in what we're doing and what I'm working on. Thank you for the reminder there, please. <laughs> You're bringing back into focus some things that have definitely been neglected for me. Awesome. I'm, I'm super glad for that. Okay. Let's, 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 I think we found our area of focus, honestly. And it's actually in, in my, some of this feels true for you. There, we'll go and we'll look at financial right away, but I think it's actually more to do around work than financial because they're really tightly connected they are. and work is a higher priority for you. And it's actually around this mindset. I think if when you wake up in your day and you're going through your work day, it's if this is transferred from a six, just your emotional energy to the energy and the belief that I hear from you, that you exude in the world. If you hit it with that every day, it's that's going to pull your finances forward. You already feel super capable of it. And you're engaged when you do it. I'm curious about time alignment. You were like mid range. Do you think you're spending too little or too like where? Like how do well, you feel? Okay, I'll, I'll let you know where that came from. And I don't know. Some people are aware if you're connected with me on like LinkedIn and see some of my my, my other posts. I've been involved with a health tech startup. And it's been great, but of course, it's not a, a paid position. It's an, an mm -hmm. earn into equity position. And so there's, and there's always risk with startups. Come on, we all yeah. know that. And for, for everyone that succeeds, there's 10 that fail. <laughs> and so there, there's a bit of risk with that. And, but I'm not very risk averse. I'm of that age. So I, I made the decision to, to put more time and energy into that. Yeah. But that would take away energy from the things that I was doing that was producing, that was creating that emotional energy level to be higher. So. I think that's why the time and the emotional piece are so much like the practically the same score was due to just that experience from the last six months and being reflective on, I put a lot of time and energy and resources into this project and it still hasn't quite manifested into what I envisioned it would be in within that time period. So I think that's where that time alignment piece is where right now I've reclaimed a lot of that time. I'm doing things again that my emotion, like I know if we were doing this a month from now, that emotional yeah. energy would, will be higher. I know it will be, but again, I was trying to be as transparent and That's honest perfect. as possible based on where I was. So. What this is, it's a sense-making tool to guide your actions, right? Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. And I'm hearing you say you have a different vision and you've taken, you're already taken responsible actions towards changing that. So when you check in with all these elements, that's the, the beauty of this. When you check in with all these elements, you can be like, oh, why is that where it's at? And am I doing anything to change it? And I am. And in your I'm, case, you're like, I, I know exactly why it is. I have the awareness. I'm taking the responsible actions. I already know that's going to be great. Right? We found the insights. You're already on. So we move on. Because you've yeah. got that set. A lot of times we'll find areas in here in the sense-making process where maybe it's, it's kind of hidden or you don't have a strategy or you're ignoring it. Those are the things we also want to bring out and, and put into action. But pardon me. Okay. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> that makes oh. great sense though. It really does. And, and I'm sure once we look at the finance piece, this will make even more clarity as far yeah. as next step actions, right? So let's go there right now, right? Your emotional energy, the lowest failing. I got 44%. <laughs> Your emotional energy is a two. And what I like, one of the beautiful things about this, the, the of, of what I get to see when I'm working with this is I know that's a two compared to your regular 
almost seven. So it's a five points away from your particular set point. Um, and it's the, the furthest one. So we call that an anomaly. So we want to go there and say, okay, well, okay. And you've already expressed this, right? You've expressed frustration. Self to be more than any, like, if I'm perfectly honest. And mm-hmm. I think that's also why the emotional energy is so low in that is because it's just, I beat myself up over it. I totally do. I blame myself, right? It's just that blame game, that. Yeah, the shame that comes with that. Yeah. I just beat myself up. I totally do. Because also, it's like that thing is, was I irresponsible? My family making that decision many years ago to exit from a company at a time that wasn't optimal to exit and be okay with that and, and recognize I was leaving a very stable position and that comfort that comes with that, right? And yeah. Uh, so definitely, I know that's that inner voice dialogue that comes up, especially when I'm like tired, <laughs> hungry irritated, frustrated, like whenever I'm feeling in a sort of low state, that is the worst that comes out of me. That little voice in the head gets really loud. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And when that comes up, if you are, what would you, so same question, what would you need to believe in order for you to feel more, uh, more positive about where you are right now? Actually, it's interesting. My wife and I talked about this. What was this idea of it's been a while? Like we sort of stopped looking at our budget and our family finances. Like we just it's like one of those things where it's just you're feeling so just yep. about it. You just start doing ignore exactly. it and just I don't want to even acknowledge you. And so I yep. know that's been me for the last six months, just trying to like Yeah. And I've put that burden on my wife. So she's been the one that's really picked up the slack on that to be watching things, making sure that things are balanced, that things are paid. And I just, because what I was struggling with, she could see it. So she took that on. But, you know, it's been stressing her out now because she feels she's trying to do it all. And I see how that's been affecting her and our relationship energetically, which is also why the love is lower than what usually is. Also, the immediate and extended family uh, crunch there is also reflective of that. So now I can see why it's all connected. Like I can see it much more clearly now. And so for me, I think the biggest action, and this is what I committed to my wife, is that I'm I'm getting super engaged that, going to get everything caught up. Get really clear on where we're at financially yeah. so we have a clear picture and yes. then create a plan to get to on the next six months. So yes. that's something I committed to doing by next week. So this is like very real for me right now. That is what I'm going to be working on the weekend. So yeah. that's the action I've already addressed that to, to start to move this number up. <laughs> makes yeah. total sense. It makes, and, and let's just pretend that you hadn't done that yet. Let's right. pretend okay. you had. So that's amazing. In the context of like when I'm reading these, like your gauges, yes, I just want to make, make sense of it. So it's like your emotional level is a two mm-hmm. and it's really common that we see the time alignment end up being really similar because of everything that you just described, right? That you, the way you've been in the last six months is like, it feels crappy. It's you're in a low emotional energy and state. You want to avoid it. And gosh, life will give you lots of opportunities to avoid. So easy. Right? And then, so if you hadn't have already made these commitments, one of the positive things would be like, I'd be like, okay, well, how is that strategy? How is that? Is that having an impact on any of these other categories that are really important to you? And you've just said love. And actually, we've already talked about how it's connected to work and your energy around work. Immediate family. It's okay. So is the way you're showing up, your commitment in the world. So that's the C, A, B, C, is the way that you're showing up in the world, is that serving you? And, and is that serving this category to get in a more fulfilled state? The obvious answer is no, and you've already started to take actions. You're like, no, it's not, and I'm on it. And by next week, I'm going to be in a more responsible state. Correct. The time alignment. And I know when I get the time and I get focused and I actually have a plan so I can see a path that I can execute on, or at least start to walk. I know the emotional piece will go up. I know it. Like I just, but also I can see those others like social leisure work. I I can see all those things improving uh, just with that alone, because I know it affects those areas so much, so much socially, especially like I found myself pulling back from networking, being out there. And because I, again, that, like I said, the psychological pressure that I've been feeling based on this stressor, it's hard to show up authentically and transparently. Right. And and to be truly vulnerable. And it's not like someone want to 
open up in a conversation with someone I meet for the first time. Hey, by the way, let me tell you about my emotional state around my finances. <laughs> it's just not one of those things. So it's, it, and I'm the kind of guy that I'm okay to talk about anything. So it, it's, and when I find myself wanting not to talk about something, I know there's something there to be addressed. Yeah. So the other, the, so that's the action, right? So that's largely the cognitive process of you taking responsible actions in your life to move this into a higher fulfilled state. Amazing. And then the other thing that really came up and we haven't really talked about is, is the heart part. It's the imposter syndrome. And it's really moving into that with the tone of care and compassion of, okay, when I think about where I'm at today in my financial life, I'm feeling like this. And then, so my, like part of my next steps with you, and if we had a 90 minute container, we would do some work on this right away is to move into that belief set of, um, of that self-deprecation of that. Why do you think you should be somewhere else? And to move through that emotionally and then to let go of the stuff that's not serving you. And then to regain back ownership of the exciting vision that you have, of the aligned value decision that you made that's put you to where you are, of the perspective that this is a temporal position, that you have options, right? So we would, and, but you got to go down the well of the why, why those emotions get triggered first. So we would go down that well so you can face them, you can feel them, and then you can really kind of say, okay, well, what's true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that with practice, right? That is, that's a framework of us owning our emotions, facing our emotions, moving through them and, and moving to a higher energetic state, moving to an energetic state that will support us to take the actions. Cause something switched for you. And it's probably, I'm again, like, it's probably your commitment towards your relationship and your family. Mm-hmm. is what pulled you back into responsible action. It's That's not fair to her. And we're fighting about this. So yeah. you being the father and the husband that you are, you're going after it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just pulling out like the, maybe the little bit of blind spot there. That's, yeah, that's pulling you in, but let's make sure you address what got you feeling that way in the first place, which is that I should be in a different place. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're right. Yeah. It's that constant reflecting back on where I've been and feeling, yeah, just feeling just some negative emotion around, like I've regressed. Do you know what I mean? But I have, yeah. I, I mean, I've progressed in every area of my life. Sure. Yeah. My finances aren't where I want to be, but every other area I've progressed, I've improved, I've gained more clarity and, and I'll even say wisdom and self-wisdom specifically. So you're right. You're right. And it's amazing how much weight I give to them. It's amazing. And I do look forward to you and I having more of a, an in-depth conversation on that because I think that makes sense. But I, I think that would be something that I don't need to have everybody else leaning in on that, but I can definitely yeah. have an update on how that goes later. But because I think that's something that is definitely much more deeper and much more vulnerable and not necessarily something I'm ready to put out to the yeah. world right now. Yeah. But so I think when we have that next coaching session, we can definitely go down that well. And I'd love to do that to be able to speak to everybody that's watching or listening to this, I want to be able to give you an update on this and, and let you know how these actions are going. I'm going to keep people up to date on where am I at? How are these things going? And, and Maurice, I'm excited to, to have you back as more regularly to speak to some of the aspects or ways that people can have immediate improvement in some of these weaker areas if they can acknowledge it. I do recognize the time. We've been going a, a while here, and, and, yeah. but I want to give you the opportunity to have sort of some closing <clears throat> remarks just to sort of tie everything up but before we say goodbye today, but also keep take note, everyone, Maurice ain't getting away that easy. He'll be back. Because <laughs> also we, we've been talking about doing some collaborations, so I'm excited to announce those on a, a future episode, but stay tuned. There's going to be some pretty cool stuff coming your way. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And I, I do, I want to make sure, I want to just invite some of my own perspective because I've been on a, I've made some of these hard decisions so I can really I can truly empathize with some of the stuff that you're going through. And uh, on the financial and work piece, just wanna, I want to give you the reminder that your creator that has chosen to create in the world 
And when you step onto that creation platform, you don't know exactly how it's going to go or how long it's going to take. And it's a choice and it's a risk. And it's a risk that 95% of the people in the world aren't, aren't taking. And that's okay. It's, we need creators in the world. And I just really want to honor your process because that's really, that's how we lead in the world. That's how we create change. The second thing I want to say is in that process, one thing that was helpful for me is it's okay to put a stake in, in, in the sand too with milestones of, hey, I'm going to go this long, but I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to. So get really clear on your non-negotiables. I'm going to be on this path and I'm choosing to create. I mean, but my non-negotiables are, I'm not going to have this get between my love relationship or I'm not going to go in the whole X amount. Like some of those real kind of tangible set points that you and the people around you can agree to say, okay, this is where we're at. And I said, I wouldn't go any further. It doesn't mean that that's a full on commitment. But it's a set point where you can go and say, hey, if we get here, I want to revisit this decision. It's totally okay. I want to just remind you of, hey, you're doing, you're on the role of the entrepreneur and the creator. And that's a noble, that's a noble spot to be in. Maurice, thank you. Honestly, those, those words landed very well. And it's a pleasant reminder, but it's also, I can feel that emotions that have excitement. Because yeah. I have some more clarity. But when you feel clear, you feel confident. And, and it's easier to take those next step actions because of that confidence and clarity. I have to really thank you. I feel very grateful to have not only have met you, I'm so happy you reached out on LinkedIn. Yeah. Also, secondly, you've allowed me to really experience this magnificent tool that you've created over your lifetime. I know it's not something you invented overnight. It's been a long yeah. process to get here. And I know it's also something that will continue to evolve as your life evolves and people that are involved with this also evolve. I'm excited to be on that journey and on that path, but also I can't wait till the certification course in February. Yeah, but that's gonna be fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to really learn how to best use this tool and leverage it to get help people get even better results in life. And so thank you, man, honoring you and what you've created here. It really is magnificent. It, it, and I'm not someone that blows stuff out of proportion at times, even though my energy might imply that. This is the coolest tool I've ever seen as far as in the life coaching and the personal development space. I, I, I honestly feel it's the best assessment I've seen. Stamp of approval here, man. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. In honor of the process, I'll close with what we would typically do together is we would solidify the insights and the actions and get them on paper. We don't have time to do that in this dialogue, but if it's okay with you, I want to offer that as homework for you. Please do. Some accountability. So if you would be like, hey, this is what um, I'm taking. These are the insights I'm taking. And these are my my, my commitments. Uh, because that's, we move all these data. It's just data. It's bringing it into consciousness so that we can create that commitment towards a more fulfilled life. Always with that fuel, that B, A, B, that belief of okay, here's where I am. It's in alignment with my values. I chose this. I choose this. And deal with the head trash that gets in the way and then hit that plan with everything you got. Yes. So anyway, so I I gave you some homework there. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity and I look forward to our our next chat. Oh, me too. Thanks again, Maurice. And uh, for everybody, be sure to, to, there'll be an outro shortly after this. And also in the show notes, um, I'm also going to have some blog article content to speak to some of the key points that Maurice and I discussed today. So more on that in the outro. Uh, be sure to check out the notes and uh, keep abreast of how this goes because uh, I'm letting you all know now I'm, I'm committed to this process to level up in all those areas that you just became very aware of that are behind the curtains of what I'm working through right now. And so I invite you to embrace a little bit of vulnerability, get honest with yourself, consider doing your own life inventory assessment. And uh, there'll be details on how you can do that as well. Again, Maurice, thank you. Honoring you, my man. I really appreciate the time and energy today, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. As we wrap up today's episode, having explored the depths and insights of my life inventory assessment journey, it's clear the profound impact this tool. 
Let's not forget about the journey to self-improvement. While urgent also requires patience and the life inventory assessment bundle, including the assessment itself, the Nindera guide for healthy emotional processing, the manifesto ebook covering the five S family, fitness, faith, finances, and fun. And in an exclusive masterclass, Maurice and myself, all valued at over $350, available to you for just $24.98. This isn't just a quick fix. It's an investment in your long-term growth. The urgency comes from the need not to let another day pass without taking action towards becoming the best version of yourself. However, this bundle's actual transformation will unfold with each step forward. Take advantage of this offer, dive into the materials, join the masterclass, and start today. The path to a better you is both immediate and a journey worth embracing with patience. Don't wait for that first step toward a more fulfilling, understanding, and joy-filled life. You're worth it. Hope to see you at the masterclass.